Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. Welcome live stream audience. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this church here in Rome has just uh, launched our legacy campaign to buy the very first owned building from the Assemblies of God USA in Rome. And uh, it's historic. It's, the church is 31 years old. And um, we want to make you a part of this um, campaign. And so online you can go and it'll show you at the end uh, how you can go and log on and connect with us um, and be a part. Because I know that some of you watch us every week and you respond and God bless you for doing that. So this is like your church, like that group in China that's watching right now. God bless you for doing that. But I know this, you can be a part of what God is doing. I want to make this component, the live stream, bigger than it's ever been. We want to reach a million. Someone needs your help. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, you're about to hear God's word, and God's going to change your life today. So thank you, live stream audience. But thank you, uh, friends here in Rome. If you're new today, God bless you. I get to be the pastor of this great church. And um, God is doing some amazing things amongst us. And so today I want to continue our series uh, on allowing God to rebuild. When you start the process of building in your life, you will find out that it's a journey. How many know that? So I've titled my chat with you today, Life is Amazing. Our theme for the year is amazing. This is where amazing happens. And living is amazing. So if you're going to have life, life comes from God, it needs to be amazing. You hear what I just said? Don't have a boring life. Okay, what church did I just show up at? <laughs> I know some of you have never seen me before, but for the majority of you in this room, uh, let's go back to having church like we normally have church. Don't you want to have an amazing life? Okay, okay, that's a little better, but now you've got to warm up to it. Look at your neighbor and say, you need an amazing life. Now, for you spouses right now, that was a challenge. I got that. I got that. I got that big time. But I knew what I'm doing. I, I, I got this department up here. I got this covered, all right? But don't you want your spouse to have an amazing life? Because if they have an amazing life, who, guess who gets to have an amazing life too, right? Do you want to say to your spouse, let's have a boring life. Let's have a terrible life. Or to the friend that you just said that to, do you want them, oh, let's have a terrible life? No. You want them to have an amazing life. So that's why living is amazing. When you get up in the morning, you say, it's a new day. I got Jesus. And we're going to make something happen today. Hello? Don't you want things to happen in everyday life? You want to go, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's bad. Oh, I'm in pain. Oh, that's terrible. That's not the way to have life. Jesus came to give us life 
and that more abundantly so that when I get up in the morning, I got a little pep in my step. I'm saying that to the old people in the room. Hello? You know, but I'm finding out with this generation, they need a little pep too. Get your cappuccino and let's go. So our Bible verse for the month and our Bible verse for this message is found in John chapter 12. Verse number 24, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it bideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. <laughs> I love fruit. I like a lot of fruit. But Jesus is saying to us that you've got to do a process to have this amazing life. It doesn't just happen. There's got to be a process in this thing. The process of change is sometimes hard. Anybody ever had a hard life? Okay, seven people in the whole room. But sometimes change is hard. When you first came to Italy, that wasn't the easiest thing, even though the food is amazing, the cappuccino is amazing. But the streets are not amazing. The metro system is not amazing. Hello? The parking to come to our church is not existent. Okay? In the new church, we get a parking lot. <laughs> it's attached, it's attached, okay, by a parking lot to a metro station. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're working this thing out. Get on Ben. Just get on him. Just keep on him. But the process of life is sometimes hard. The process of leaving somewhere is hard. The process of going is sometimes hard. The process of staying is sometimes hard. Because we have to ask the big question why God? Why now? Why here? Why couldn't it have happened before? Why is it taking so long? Nobody wants God to speed up the process, do you? Hello? We all want the process to go faster. But how are you going to be conformed to his image if the process goes expeditiously, quicker than you need? You're being conformed into his image. So except we die into the ground, it's a process. You don't just plant the seed and it grows overnight. The germination and the process of that growing starts, but there's a whole lot of stuff that has to go with it. It's a process of dying, but it's a process of living except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It's got to die first. So today in this series that Pastor Wayne has started for this month, we want to make sure that you're in this process and in this journey, whether you're halfway around the world watching us right now or you're sitting here in Rome, I want you to know that God is going to be with you in the process. Do you hear what I just said? You're not going to do the process without God. If you choose to eliminate God from the process, 
It's going to be a long haul. So how many's ever tried to make life without God? Would you please identify yourself? Okay, so wait a minute. This is our church, and I know that most of you just lied in this church. Okay? If you want to really go in the process, I'm going to tell you one of the first character traits that you must have is honesty. You've got to obey God. Nasha told you today. If you obey, you will find that the process is easier. If you disobey, you're going to have issues. How many want issues? Sure, you don't want issues. You want another mountain? You want another problem? You know, another difficulty? You want another sickness? You want another family problem? You want another financial problem? But the Bible says in this world you will have trouble, problems, issues. But be of good cheer. The God that created you is about to help you walk through that journey to get through that problem. Hear me today, friend. You gotta understand that God is the component of your life that's gonna help this life be amazing. You try to do it on yourself, by yourself, you're gonna have all kinds of issues. I choose God. Jesus knew that if he would die, we'd get to live. Matter of fact, some of the last words of Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. If if it be okay, God, just let somebody else do this. This one's tough. You want me to die for those people? Listen, listen to the whole story. He knew who we were. He knew the ones there. He knew the ones that were coming after. He knew the issues in our world. Because God knows everything. But he still said, I love you so much, I will die for you. Because God the Father looked down and said, no, there, there is only one way. His name is Jesus. Because there's only one name given among men whereby we can be saved. It's Jesus. Say that name with me, please. Jesus. Jesus. At the mention of his name, stuff happens. At the mention of his name, the process gets easier. At the mention of his name, healing happens for you. At the mention of his name, the problem subsides. At the mention of his name, the issues in the family seems to dissipate. At the mention of his name, you will find out that the problem that you are facing is about to be dissolved and you will find victory through the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, living will be amazing. Jesus has got to be the part of your life, not just on Sunday, every day. The illustration that we use this month is the illustration of Jesus' friend named Lazarus. 
No, there's a song that says, I am a friend of God. Nasha, you didn't know this, but Abraham, I mean, you know this, but you didn't know what I was going to do again. Again, this seems to keep happening with me and you. I'm in America writing this while you're doing your thing here, so there's no way. Abraham was a friend of God. Don't you want to be a friend of God? Because <laughs> it's amazing what happens when we're God's friends. Come on, church, you can get this. I've been with you long enough, you got this. When you're God's friend, he shows up. You hear what I just said? Even though you're dead, he still shows up. Listen, there's nothing too big for our God. This Bible story illustrates specifically that if God can raise the dead, what else can God do? He can do anything. So if you're looking at your situation and saying, how am I going to get through this? Lazarus, his sister said he's been dead for four years, four days. Four years would be a long time, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That would have been something. He could have done it four years. He chose four days. Listen. When you look at this story and you figure out that Lazarus was God's friend, you found out that though the sisters didn't really have a lot of faith, they believed in the resurrection. Because Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. We live that story, particularly at Easter time, a lot. When Jesus is telling the sisters, I got this. They weren't completely understanding. They were thinking someday he will come back to life. Jesus was saying, it's going to happen now. What am I going to say to you? It's going to happen now. The seed goes into the ground and it comes up. If you've done through the process, if you've done the watering, you've done the nurturing, you've done the components that hiding the word of God in your life and attendance of church and being faithful to God, you'll find that the process germinates the seed and all of a sudden amazing starts to happen. It's a journey, but it's an incredible process that God takes us through. So I want to give you two points. Number one, give your life to Christ. Pretty straight. If I give my life to Christ, amazing is going to happen. If I don't, I put my life in my own hands. And you've heard me say many times, If you could fix your own problem, you would have already fixed your own problem. If you could have cured that disease, you would have already cured that disease. If you could have solved that financial problem, you would have already solved the financial problem. But today you sit here in this chair or in the chair that you're watching around the world and I want you to know the person that can fix that is God. Believe, trust. And watch what God will do. So give your life to Christ. The Bible says we were dead in trespasses and sins. 
Maybe you've walked in today or first time you've ever heard a gospel message. Born into sin. Problem is, most people in their journey to come to Christ make so many mistakes and God keeps doing the do-overs. Anybody ever had a do-over? One person. Thank you, Mary, for being very honest today because the rest of them just lied. Seriously. From the moment you accepted Christ, you never made a mistake? You never sinned again? Come on. The Bible says for all of sin, falling short of the glory of God. Everybody. We're not talking about religions here. We're talking about relationships here. A relationship with Jesus says, God, forgive me. Come into my life. The process starts. But if you get so close to Christ, God has a rapture clause for you. It's like Enoch. The story was he got so close, Jesus says, come on, let's just go to heaven now. So since you're all sitting there, I know who my audience is. And we're redeemed, but we're in the process. God's still working on us. And there's more people that need to hear about this amazing Christ. Number two, get rid of this stuff. Get rid of the stuff. I almost said junk. Probably should have said junk. Because in some of your lives, it is junk. Get rid of it. My note, I put clean out the closet. Now, most people have a closet in your home. Right? Some of the closets, you can easily see everything that's there. Some of the closets, hmm, you got to start digging to figure out what in the world is in there. I'm sure if you look over right now at all these university students, I'm sure most of them, their, their closet or area of that would not be the perfect. Musicians have some tendencies. Some of those tendencies would be clutter. Now, I picked on them, but what about you? Sometimes in life, we have an ability to attract things and pick up some things that we don't need and we shouldn't have. They keep us from marching forward. They distract us. They're the side issues. They're the little things that get bigger. You know, sometimes it's a, a little lie. I used to teach my kids, there are no little lies, they're all big lies. If you think they're little, then that means you think you can get away with it. Huh? Stealing. Deceiving. I mean, there's a long list in the Bible, but I don't want to read you the list today. But I want you to focus on the fact that all of us have things in our lives that would be okay for us to get rid of. Bring them to the cross today. Say, Lord, here's my life. Because some of us, it's our attitude. 
Some of you need to change the attitude of everything's going to be bad to everything's going to be good. Hello? Quit living your life like it's all going to be bad. Start living your life like it's going to be good, and all of a sudden it'll start turning out good. If you get up every day and say, oh, man, life's going to be bad, I'm going to tell you it's going to be bad. But if you get up with words of faith that say, I'm a believer, I'm a child of God, I trust God, I know who I am. Yeah, I asked for the opening song. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. And I want something to be accomplished, but there are times I got to get rid of the stuff. Because if I don't, it's going to kill me. The little things is what usually kills you. It's usually not the blatant things or the big things, it's usually the little things. Start getting in you, festering in your life and causing you problems. Don't go down those trails. Get rid of it. Have a house cleaning party. Because when your life dies and these things die, it's amazing what starts coming up. When you've given that away and got rid of it, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report start happening in our lives. It's amazing the difference. We go from sowing bad seeds to reaping good positive results. I don't know about you, but I want to be a man of good report. I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be pleasing to the Lord. Hello? Don't you want the words that come out of your mouth to put a smile on God's face? Don't you want to put in, in your voice, as the young man was saying, as a voice as I got to speak? Life can happen. Good can happen. Sometimes, though, in this journey, our life needs to be reburied. Track me, I'm almost done. Because what happens sometimes is we've gone through the journey and stuff has gotten all over us. We gotta get reborn. We gotta start it again. Throw off the junk. It's easy easier said than done sometimes, but what sometimes it's a crucifying of oneself. It's a crucifying of one flesh. Now, I'm not talking about hanging yourself on the cross. Jesus already done that for you. But I am talking about believing that the crucified Savior has been able to shed his blood so that you can have forgiveness of sins and the do-over process for your life of saying to God, forgive me again. Forgive me again. I believe. Sometimes our hopes have to be reburied. You once had a hope. I've also written sometimes your dreams have to be reburied. Sometimes it's re-identified. Sometimes it's reburied. Because some of you have had dreams and aspirations for your life that were not godly. 
You started your journey without God and you've gone through the process so far without God. But now you have God. So now the dreams have to be God-sized dreams. Now the ability to see as God would see your life. That you're valuable to God. That you're precious to God. That God loves you and has a plan for your life. My 10-year-old grandson, Rocco, I got to see for a couple days. Gigi leaned over in the car. Gigi's Pastor Jen. Gigi says, Rocco, that's Italian. What does Poppy and Gigi always tell you? I mean without a pause in that kid's voice, without a hesitation, without a thinking about it, says, God loves me and has a plan for my life. You heard Rocco at age of seven stand right there and tell you that. And every day when we talk to him or every other day on FaceTime, we always tell him, we always tell all our grandchildren, God loves you and has a plan for your life. So as your spiritual father today, whether you're watching, wherever you're watching, you're sitting in here, right here in Rome, God loves you and has a plan for your life. And that plan is amazing. So grab hold of it and don't let go. Because I can tell you that those dreams can be rebirthed. Though they may have fallen by the wayside, maybe those hopes have been shattered, maybe the mistake, in your life has caused great trouble all I can tell you is that God loves you so much and has a great plan for your life the regeneration process takes time we got three more weeks on this subject March but I can tell you this don't don't get anxious Matter of fact, let's all take on the word patience. Would you look at your neighbors in case they didn't hear me? Say, the pastor just told you to be patient. And you guys saw my wife just jump her finger right at me. Because I tell, I tell her all the time, everybody else got that gift. I, the God just left me out of that gift somehow. But it's one of the areas I got to work on. I want things to happen today. Right? Anybody like that? Half my church, dear God. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. But you got to be patient, too. God has the ability to help us be patient. Hear me. There's not too I don't know if there's a person more hyper than I am and when it comes to this subject, but I, I, I want things done yesterday. You hear what I just said? If it's up to me, we should have bought the church five years ago when it first came. But we're going to buy a church. Understand? I'm going to see you make it to heaven. Yeah, I got a job to do. I want to get you to heaven. I want to get you guys out there on live stream. I want to get you to heaven. I want to get a million people at least to heaven. 
you know who's going to help us carry that message? You. It's not just singing in a choir or on the worship team or the hosting team. It's every day when you walk out of this building saying, God loves me and has a plan for my life. And you look at the person on the bus saying, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. At the, at the place you work, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. Hear me. Would you bow your heads, please? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. Today, I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Bless you.